Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features returning guest, comedian Max Price. Max stops by to talk about recording his brand new special this weekend over at St. Charles Funny Bone in St. Charles, Missouri. And we have a lot of fun talking about that. Um, So grab your tickets today. And come see him at the Funny Bone in St. Charles, September 2nd, two shows, and September 3rd on Sunday, one show, um, featuring Will O'Donnell and Michael Anthony with him. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri serving up all your craft beer needs over 25 rotating taps out there all kinds of uh, delicious beverages and uh, you can get your tasty eats out there as well you got your burgers nachos flatbread pizzas pretzels and uh, so much more and some great live music happening every weekend Um, saturday september 2nd you can catch josh littig out there seven to ten and sunday September 3rd, Mickey Scott. Uh, on, um, and you've been hearing me talk all about it, but they just recently opened up their brand new location in Flint Hill, Missouri. Same great beer, but a brand new menu from the Fly High Kitchen. So you can come out and get some new food out there. And you get some live music Saturday, September 2nd from Mickey Scott, 6 to 9. You can find their full beer menu, food menu, music calendar, and so much more at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to plug in with them on socials, on Facebook and Instagram, and tell them Shane sent you. If you need me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Max Price. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey guys, this is comedian Max Price, and you are listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from. Ground Zero, he's your hero, he's your bestie, Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out with returning guest, Max Price. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, I am happy to be here, Shane, especially since we're at my house. Right, yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if I wasn't here. Right, yeah, this is uh, be a little weird. 
Uh, but yeah, man, we we were uh, we're just catching up here. It's been a little while since we got to hang and do one of these. And uh, I was uh, we were kind of talking about looking back. Uh, this is your third appearance on the show. Yeah, and I think this uh, was your very first podcast to appear on. First ever, and I'm sure it'll be my last. <laughs> All right, yeah, this. I'm sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, pass away here Go. soon, so you can. Uh, I can have the pleasure of saying that uh, I bookended podcasts <laughs> yeah. with you. Hey, man, that's all. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> but, uh, going out with a bang on this one. <laughs> Definitely, let's do it. Uh, but yeah, man, I uh, so and it's been. I think uh, the last one we posted together was in eighteen, so it's been a little while, and we got plenty to catch up on. Yeah, the Denny's. Uh, yeah, was, what a wild time! Yeah, man. we should have, you know, we should have just made that the theme. We should have gone. We should be at a Waffle House right now, right? And then we just kind of taste test. That just becomes the podcast. We're just, you know, oh, yeah. trying out the different uh, diners and uh, whatever chain chain restaurants. You All know, what right. twenty four hour chain restaurants? <laughs> do a little IHOP action. Hey, now we're talking, man. Yeah, we got. We might have to delete this. Actually, it's probably too good of an idea. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's just start over and pretend we're at yeah. Waffle House. All right. <laughs> I'll put on some. I'll put on. Uh, take my phone. Put on some Waffle House ASMR. You know, <laughs> have some cooks screaming at each other, smoking Newports. Oh, yeah. Fuck you! I don't give a fuck if you want French toast, bitch. We got waffles. That's okay. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, that feels like a Waffle yeah. House. Yeah, no, this feels like home. Getting man. a fight. Yeah, you know? yeah. Let's do it. Why not? Uh. But uh, I uh, and I did like quite a few of those for a while there, and like in the Denny's because I don't know it just works, uh, especially with the gear I was using at the time. Like it was very easy to set the mic on the table and just kind of sit around and get free refills and uh, all kinds of you know uh, stuff there to entertain. There was always like a you know good uh, sightseeing, uh, you know uh, people watching and stuff and all these. Uh, so there was always uh plenty of entertainment built into it and then it was it was fun for the like having the comedians be able to riff and you know uh so i did quite a few of those and i've kind of i haven't done one in a while like in a public place i've been trying to be a little bit more aware of the uh record audio you know recording yeah uh, and trying to make yeah, it it's like it could be like it could like depending on how set up like it could be good background ambiance but then same like yeah. i'm sure there's lots of distractions some kids like crying and sure you know some uh <laughs> you know ladies bitching about her omelet being too cold yeah. or something you know we did one with uh i think uh me and sarah pearl said over there and uh we like started like talking to our waitress and like pretty much interviewed her for the whole show and and so like stuff <laughs> st- st- that's how little yeah, the Denny's right, waitresses yeah, have right, to do they're like yeah, yeah i can stay here for an hour yeah. and do a podcast <laughs> i don't give yeah, a fuck if they got yeah. their waffles on time <laughs> <laughs> so th- things like that like you know it's just like it's just fun to like kind of just be in the moment of what's happening live in a denny's or whatever it was but uh, but this is cool. I mean, like having, have, you know, just hanging out here at your, uh, your home. And, uh, I like coming to, uh, you know, places like this where you're more comfortable and we can relax and catch up and bullshit and have a good time. And yeah, especially if it's been, uh, like whatever, five years since we did one of these. So we got plenty to talk about. And, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, including, uh, you got a big old weekend coming up. A big old weekend coming up. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, August 31st to September 3rd. Yes. At St. Yes. Charles Funny Bone. Headlining the St. Charles Funny Bone Thursday, August 31st through Sunday, September 3rd. There's going to be three shows. 
one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. And then Saturday is the big night. Um, uh, got the camera crew coming in, shooting my first special, signed the contract uh, with 4x3 Comedy, and it'll be on 2B TV a few months later. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, that's what we've been preparing for. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the game day. Yeah, man. I, uh, which I'm, I've, you know, I've been following along. And I saw some of your announcements about all this, and it's just very exciting that, uh, you know, I'm putting in the work and things are paying off and we're getting this opportunity to, you know, really continue to build your brand and like, you know, potentially get a lot of eyes and ears on your comedy across the you know country. And um, so it's very exciting, man. I'm- yeah, I can only hope so. I mean, uh, uh, 2B is really great, honestly. Um, you know, they pay, they pay well per stream. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's actually becoming like a pretty, uh, sizable, you know, uh, app, you know, like the, you know, used like a couple of years ago, like no one knew what it was. No one really used it, but then they started like bringing actual, like good content on. And now uh, I think like in the last year and a half, they like built their membership, uh, or viewership up like three and a half million or something like that. And so like people are actually on it, you know, and what's nice is that it's a free app that like almost always like comes, uh, organically on your smart TV, you know, and even if you don't, you can just download it really quick, but I mean, you don't have to subscribe or like, you know, put in your information just click on it and you're in, you know, so it's a lot easier to drive people to that, you know, and the special will go on uh, YouTube as well, but, uh, definitely going to try to get people to watch it on Tubi more you know yeah. if they pay really well yeah um yeah it's like it seems like um you know obviously there are still those uh hbo's and netflix and those uh those bigger you know larger specials and stuff but i've noticed there's a, really a big movement towards people doing it by themselves uh some of our you know some of our favorites are producing their own content mm-hmm. and you know cutting out a lot of the the middlemen kind of thing and doing it you know independently and putting it on youtube and uh and seeing great results from that and stuff so it's like uh you know so and tubi is another option like this so i think it's really cool to see you uh doing this and uh and then you got this opportunity and uh so what uh like going gearing up for this uh this weekend and everything like you know obviously you've been working at your craft for many years but uh how do you decide like this is it. Like I'm, I'm, I need to do it. I need to record now. Like I've got enough, enough material. How, what's goes through that? that I, uh, I didn't, they came to me. (laughs) I honestly, I had no, I had no intention of shooting a special. Like I didn't want to go through all, you know, what it takes to do it. And I'm just like, yeah, cause I'm just like, I'm not, I don't even take myself so seriously that I'm like, dude, like, uh, like people need to see me, you know, uh-huh. like, I don't really care. Like, I just, you know, I'm just doing what I do, but like, I, it just kind of happened organically. Like it was, it was just the perfect turn of events. Um, I, I got my first headlining weekend at the funny bone and I, I have, you know, just under an hour material, uh, that, you know, I could, I could definitely record on and that I'm, you know, proud of and would like to put out there. And, uh, it just so happened that like a week or two after getting that weekend, I was approached by two different companies actually, um, asking if I was interested in shooting a special. They're like, you know, saying that like, oh, we've been following you for a while. We see your stuff. And, uh, you know, people have uh, people, other people that we've done specials with have mentioned your name. 
and uh, you know recommended you to us and stuff. So they came to me, um, and I, I ended up. So I'm actually not. So the the comedy partnership that is going to that I'm uh, is going to make it on Tubi. You know, they're like their little partnership, four by three. They're actually just doing the distribution side of it. So I have a different. Um, production team doing the recording and editing so they're going to come down uh you know i like so i like their work and stuff so they've got you know like these four, they've got four cinema quality cameras uh to, to angle up you know um and they've got really good audio equipment and uh so they're going to shoot it and edit it and then i sign a contract with four by three uh to put it on youtube and on tubi because they have a partnership with tubi so that's uh, how it's going on tubi and then um but it's like it's just it's it worked out really well because uh, the the guys that are recording it are doing it for like a really like really reasonable price and then four by three uh is like the the contract there is also very reasonable on like how they split up online revenue and all of that stuff so it worked out really well it's two great people that i'm really happy to work with and i'm glad i got to do something with both of them and uh yeah i mean if they hadn't come to me i was like i wasn't gonna seek it out you know mm -hmm. like i was just gonna do my weekend but it was just like the the deal was so good it's just like why wouldn't i you know it was like pretty much all pros and no cons it's like you know why wouldn't i you know and uh you know be give me a chance to have really high quality clips to put on instagram and TikTok and all that you know and just kind of build my brand and my my social media and all of that so uh, yeah, just, everything just sort of fell into place. Like I, I I'm, I'm everything I, I got, just, I got lucky really. Yeah. That's like, it's as simple as that. Like I, like, I never would have like gone through the trouble of like reaching out or like producing it myself and like trying to sell it or like put it on my own YouTube and boost it, whatever. Like I was never going to go through all that trouble. Yeah. So literally they just came to me, thank God. And it, yeah, it worked out. So I'm really happy with that. So you're looking at close to about an hour for the special yeah yeah so i've got um i'm still i've got basically everything like figured out that i want to do for the special um it's like one or two jokes that i'm trying to decide if i want to tell or switch out with something else or you know whatever so it'll be anywhere from 45 to 55 minutes right. um probably probably like an even 50 yeah. um i've got just like a couple short jokes on like uh you know because like with especially you want you want it to be very um it just you know it's it's uh it's an act you know right. everything has to flow together and kind of be this sort of you know have like an arc and um go a certain way and there's a couple jokes that i'm not sure if it really flows with the rest of the the, the act you know so i want to i just want it to be as seamless and congruent as possible so I'm just like a very, you know, uh, I'm a perfectionist in that way. Like I want everything to be this fine detailed thing. You know, I'm not just like telling these like random jokes that kind of like has a flow and a follows, you know, kind of like a story of, um, of what I'm trying to tell. So, um, so that's just kind of what I'm working on these last little bits and pieces. But for the most part, I've got it figured out. So it'll be if I decide to put in a couple more things, it'll be like 55. If I just do what I'm doing now, it'll be like 50. Right. Yeah, man. Oh, that sounds cool. I'm like very excited for you. Um, can't wait to see it. And hopefully uh, it'll be a pretty quick turnaround. I'm sure it'll take a little while to get everything cut together and make it look right. And But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting for you though. I'm, or, you know, and hopefully we'll get a 
back out the weekend over there at Funny Bone in St. Charles, and uh, you, you got your uh, uh, feature and yeah, everybody. yeah. So I'm bringing and I'm bringing down uh, for my feature. I'm bringing down Aaron Putnam from Chicago. He's a really great comic, really great friend of mine. Um, he's helped me a lot in my career. He helped me get past the Laugh Factory in Chicago a couple of years ago. Um, just helped me get a lot of work around the country, really. So, uh, um, you know, and he's hilarious. He he's the the main uh, feature for uh, Bobby. Um, Kelly, you know, Robert Kelly yeah. and uh, Joe DeRosa. So he follows them on the road a lot. Really great comics. So uh, excited to have him on. And then Will O'Donnell is going to host it. And Will is actually, uh, you know, uh, would gen usually be, you know, definitely be like a feature, you know, like I would often ask him to feature. But uh, for one, I wanted, you know, one of my friends to host it, you know, and, and uh, Will's got a great energy and really good with, you know, crowd management control and stuff. And, and, um, you know, it's going to just gonna be a really great weekend. So I asked him if he would be, you know, willing to host it. And, uh, he was, so, uh, so it's going to be, yeah, really great lineup, really fun show. Uh, really excited. Uh, definitely, definitely, uh, pretty confident the two Saturday shows will sell out for sure, especially with that being the special taping. Um, but um, Friday will um, be close. And then Thursday and Sunday, we're still working on, you know, making sure those get like pretty well packed out. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm like, it's gonna be a cool weekend, man, for sure. And those are, uh, Will's become a great friend to, like you're saying, like over the years, I've been having a lot of fun following his comedy also. And, uh, Will is one of those comics that like, he figured it out real fast, you know, like he, he's just on this steady incline, you know, that like he, uh, he works hard and he's a great writer and he comes with new material fast. And like, he figured out his voice and who he is so much faster than most comics do you know like i remember when he started and you know uh like i remember seeing him like his like his first week you know when i was and i remember being like oh like for first time you know like that was pretty good you know it wasn't bad whatever and then i like didn't see him again for probably a couple months and just like maybe like three months later i was like man he's like in three months he's like gotten really comfortable and he's writing good jokes and then by the time he was a year in man he had won the the Hey Guys comedy competition and he's, you know, just like doing more than anyone else. And now he's, you know, like one of Dusty Slay's main uh, opening acts on the road. And, nice, yeah. you know, as people taking him on the road, I mean, he's, yeah, he's We're great. Having man. A good I love time. Him. Huh? We're having a good yeah. time. We're having a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Dusty. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's blowing up too. Yeah. I just, uh, and just had a new child the other day. So that's exciting for him. Um, oh yeah, yeah that's right i so, forgot i yeah i heard about that yeah uh, i i know i've been uh listening to nate podcast and they were like they, he still hadn't decided on a name and they're like always well, trying to come up with uh what you know decide what to name the the kid i wonder what they decided on yeah did you see what they decided uh, on? i don't remember they were yeah. like they're making so many jokes about yeah. so many different kinds of names and stuff his because his first his daughter's day is it daisy I, I don't know. I'm not sure how to think it's Daisy. Yeah. Cause I think he was making a joke about, uh, Dukes of hat. Like if he just kept naming oh, his yeah. kids after Dukes of hazard characters, right. I think, I think it's cause it started with Daisy and then joking about, uh, naming one of naming this kid Cooter. That's, <laughs> Cooter Swag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's exciting for yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, I really enjoy, uh, Oh, it was a. It's been a little while, but when Will and James were doing the uh, QT versus Casey's, uh, 
you know, arguments and stuff, both in like that's. Oh, our, Will and James. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And that's another, uh, another comic who, uh, Will bonded with real quick right. and, you know, started getting taken on the road and I mean, James is awesome, man. I mean, everyone in the scene loves James, you know, he's like one of those comics who, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, think that highly of himself like he's still like very down to earth and uh wants to give back to the younger comics and Mm -hmm. help them flourish and succeed and stuff you know he's uh done showcases for um at the comedy club of kansas city and he's brought us down to audition uh there and you know he's always trying to help get us work you know he's like help helping me and will try to get into the, the loony bin and uh other clubs and you know uh that he that he works stuff so that's yeah, he's such a great guy man i love james yeah and he's so funny man seriously yeah. just just kills every time yeah man love well him. you uh <laughs> along with your uh your own comedy uh you've been doing a lot yourself to lift up uh other young comics and you were doing that uh stl showcase for I uh, made a good run of that, uh, putting together, the, organizing that for a couple of years. And yeah, uh, I mean, I just, you know, I, I just stopped it um, last September. I, I had run it for six years and I had another show that I ran for a couple of years uh, at a brewery, Alpha yeah. Brewery in South City. But my show at the Funny Bone was, yeah, I mean, um, I... It was my baby, you know, yeah. it was, it was bittersweet, you know, because it just gotten to a point where I'm, I'm on the road a lot now and I just don't have the, the time and the, the energy to put into it, you know, mm-hmm. that I used to. And, you know, cause it's like it, it got to a, a point, you know, once I figured out how to produce, you know, I was selling out or close to selling it out every month right. and and to do that on a Wednesday using only local acts, I mean, the amount people do not realize how much time and energy and blood, sweat and tears you have to put into that to, to make that happen every month. Yeah. I mean, it was it took up my whole life, you know, and it just got to a point where as much as I love that show and I loved um, putting it together and seeing my regulars and all of that, it was um it was like, I'm in this to be a comedian, not a producer. Yeah. And, uh, both shows were just taking so much time. And, and now that I'm on the road a lot, it's like, I just don't have the time because when I am home, it's like, I have things I have to take care of, you know, like I have my son, um, you know, and I, you know, when I'm in town, I still work a day job, you know? So it's like, um, uh, there's only so much I can give without completely throwing my comedy to the, the to the side, you know, and it had gotten to that point. So I decided that, you know, it just wasn't worth it anymore. And sure. but yeah, when it was, I mean, I that was like uh, I, I like to think that my um, that my show was I don't know if I would call it a milestone for other people, but it was definitely like approving point because like that was why my show became so popular was because I only put on people that I knew would murder you know it was just a triple feature showcase it was me and three other people doing 20 to 25 minutes and you had to be able to kill that whole time or like I wasn't going to put you on you know and so uh that's how my show got big was because people I had so many regulars because even though they never knew the people that were on the show, they just trusted me. They knew sure. that I only put on people that would kill, you know? 
and they could trust that it was going to be a great time. Yeah. And so I built up that reputation and I only put on people who killed. So like if you were on my show, like you knew you were a killer, you know? Um, and so I liked, you know, I had so many regulars and so many, like, I like, you know, there's lots of my regulars became fans of other comics in the scene, you know, and, yeah. you know, like, and I think that's kind of what, you know, a scene needs to be is, you know, sharing each other's, fan, like sharing each other's stuff, uh, promoting each other. And, you know, if we all share our, each other's fan base, we can all, you know, help each other, yeah. uh, build each other up, you know? Yeah. It's great. Great networking for sure. I, um, yeah, you know, very similar uh, position I was before, uh, you know, COVID shut it down and everything. I was hosting a monthly songwriter showcase uh, and I was very similar type of feeling about it, like where I was like trying to bring in three, you know, three great acts. And then uh, a lot of times they didn't all know each other well or, you know, or at all sometimes. And so it was a lot of way for me to like introduce other musicians to each other and you know hoping they would you know collaborate and people that came out to support one started supporting the other and so on and you know you just like all these same kind of things so but uh, uh yeah. networking networking is the name of the game yeah right? so, i mean getting where you want in the entertainment industry is 10 percent skill and it's 90 percent right. knowing at people sure. you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just what it is so networking is i mean yeah you have you have to or you absolutely won't get anywhere yeah but we, we uh it's, it's fun putting those on like you're saying but it is a ton of work and i think a lot of people don't see most of the work because it's behind the scenes and you know it's it's rewarding in a lot of ways, but also just, you know, taxing on you to, you know, create. Yeah, and just St. Louis just doesn't have a lot of like high traffic areas. It's a lot of destination locations. So, I mean, you have to, you can't rely on like walk-ins or just like, you right. know, uh, you, you know, there's like no such thing as barking in this, you know, town. You can't just like stand on the street and as people ask by, like maybe a little bit on like Del Mar, you know, but like, like in the loop, that's like the best you're going to get. But even that's nothing like crazy or anything, yeah. you know? So you really have to know how to reach people ahead of time and, you know, uh, convince them that this is worth, you know, traveling to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially someone like Westport, you know, like people don't just go to, I mean, maybe to go to the social, you know, but if they're, if they're there, it's because they're, they want to be at the social, you know? So you, you got to find ways to, you know, make people want to go, you know, you, there's yeah. not just like a random, like, Oh, this looks interesting. Let's walk in here. It's like, no, they came there with a purpose. You know, I think it was, uh, watching that, um, Pete Holmes, uh, what's, uh, crashing, crashing. Yeah. It was, uh, where he was, uh, talking about that working, trying to get into a club and had to go out there and hand out flyers, bar barking, like saying, uh, I like learned a lot of that stuff. Like, I think that show did a good job of depicting that kind of the, what it, what it's like for a young comic trying to. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there was pieces of it that were, that definitely do a very good job depicting what it's yeah. like, but then there were also very unrealistic sure. things about it. You know, I mean, cause it is a TV show, so yeah. it's got, you know, there's some things that they got to, uh, uh, embellish on yeah. to, you know, like no, no open mic comic is, you know, becoming best friends with the biggest people in comedy <laughs> right. on their, in their first week. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, 
but uh, but I do think there's you know there is a lot of that work you got to like you know whether you know a lot of those got, a lot of people work uh, you know answering phones at the club or do any of those kind of just anything to get stage time trying, right trying to be present in the club trying to whatever it takes to do you know so I do think that there was it was interesting to see that perspective you know put into the show um so no they did a great job yeah. i'm I'm sad it was canceled honestly yeah. like i i loved it i i was hoping it would uh it would continue but yeah but yeah he uh so anyway it was just like yeah, as you said that that's where my mind went i was like i i didn't really know much about that until seeing it on the show kind of thing like because i never i'm not in that world yeah really, but i really I mean but it's like a totally other world in difference you know yeah. like you know like in new york sure. and la i mean like the comedy scenes are just you know total opposite ends of the spectrum you know uh, it's crazy. Like once you start traveling, you see like how different comedy is in different cities, you know, like scenes are like, you know, worlds apart, you know? Yeah. What, uh, what's, is there, uh, you know, now you're getting to travel and see some of these different, you know, comedy scenes and, you know, like you're talking about getting into, uh, Chicago and Kansas city and some other stuff. Like, are you seeing, um, like, is there anything like, they do differently than St. Louis that you think that would. Oh was, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I go to Chicago a lot and Sh- I mean, Chicago's only what, five hours away and it's like a, the comedy scene is like a whole nother world, you know? Uh, it's just, well, for one, it's just way bigger, you know, they have a way bigger market. Right. Uh, you can do, you know, five spots in a night, you know, it's like here, if you, know, you, you get one, if yeah. that, you know, um, and unless you're doing like a weekend at the club with two shows, you know, there's just not as, there's definitely not as many opportunities here. Like there, it's just, there are, you know, 50 different comics running shows and they run them weekly, you know, or like multiple shows in a week, you know, and we don't have anything close to that. They, they also have a ton of clubs, you know, and I mean, Laugh Factory does three shows Friday, three shows Saturday, and they sell out every show just about it's incredible you know it's just a way bigger market you know uh so yeah and it's i mean it's so i've like it took me a while to get used to how and because nobody like you know here it's like you when you do your show you just stay and you hang out uh and you know you hang out till the end of the show and sometimes you hang out after the show with everyone you know because that's your only show of the night in chicago people are just go go you know they 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 get in a few minutes before they're supposed to go on stage and they go in and they do their spot and they go to right. the next place you know it's you know it's like just which is kind of like how new york is you know and um even la is you know it's like uh, there's just so much more going on so it's like it's much more high energy and it's chaotic you know uh but it's you know they you that's how you get sharp you know um but but I love it, man. I mean, yeah. I love Chicago. I love going up there. And um, it's it's crazy. Like you like traveling. Is, it's crazy. Like on one tour, I'll go from one city to the next that are just like two totally different worlds. You know, right. um, I was um, I mean, like sometimes you're in a incredible hotel that, you know, it's just like, you know, like a luxury hotel and you're doing these amazing shows. And then the next, the next May you're in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, in a fucking like comedy condo that's like this dilapidated building with like this old furniture. And there's like, dude, it was the the most ridiculous. It was like above a storage garage, and it was 
it looked like it was an abandoned building and uh I, they had um they had quilts over all of the windows and when i like and i peeled back one of the quilts to see like why that was there was a fucking blood bloody handprint <laughs> on the window that they were trying to cover up all it right. was the, the weirdest it was just like in this small back as words as country town i was just like i, I then like going from that to chicago i was just all right you, you never you know it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get yeah. you know? it's uh it's, it's wild but i like uh don't bother cleaning it up just cover it up you yeah know, yeah who cares yeah. yeah it's just the weirdest i mean there's places you go you're like man what is happening yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild so uh you're spending a lot more time on the road these days uh What's uh what's like your go to road snack if you you getting hit ready to hit the road like man that's the hardest part of comedy is trying to eat healthy yeah. dude I mean and I try to you know like I'm very health conscious and um you know I'm very active I try to keep a, that's the one thing I that I hate about the road is how hard it is to you know work out and eat 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 clean you know because like I'm very conscious about that at home but like. If I if I'm lucky enough to like, you know, be staying in one city for, you know, the entire time or like for several nights in a row, I'll meal prep and I'll bring if I'm driving in, I have to be driving too, obviously. But like if I'm driving, I'll I'll you know, I've got my big igloo cooler and stuff and I'll shove that full of food and then wherever I'm going, you know, I'll just put it. I'll just stock up the fridge, you know, and mm -hmm. eat from that. Um, I eat a lot of like uh, like First form has those like protein sticks and there's like protein beef jerky sticks and protein bars and stuff. So I just bring a ton of those and I do my best. Like there's only so much you can do. Honestly, my like if I'm in the Midwest, I'll usually uh, eat at Waffle House every morning because so I can just go in there and get like, you know, four or six eggs or something, you know, uh, and just like just to try to eat get get my protein and be like healthy in some right. way you know just like i can't just be eating you know to keep gas station taquitos the whole time you know shitting myself <laughs> uh, every every three hours on the road you know it's like you got to do your best but it's it's tough so i try not to eat like that those like typical gas station yeah. snacks man because you just like your body just hates you for it eventually <laughs> man especially if you're on like a long you know i'm about to be on the road for three weeks and you know i'm basically going like uh city i mean you know i'm not spending much time in one city the the entire time so it's like you gotta f figure out ways to make it work because you know if you're mm -hmm. just like eating like crap for three weeks man like <laughs> it's just oh it's it makes you miserable and then i feel like i come back and i have like i have like i got like makeup for all of that you know right. it's just like it's it's tough I've been uh, I've been trying to get right a little bit, you know, trying to be a little more aware of what what I'm doing and like in meal prepping and trying to stay out of the drive through and you know uh, I think it, I mean it's it's a lot of work but you know obviously it's you got to put in the work to if you're going to see results but um, but yeah I think the meal meal prepping is is definitely helped uh, with that a lot and I've had friends I've heard like uh, that kind of thing on on a run though like uh like they had like a uh like a prius you know so it was like a electric and they could like have a microwave and uh you could run like as long as you kept yeah like your stuff in a cooler or whatever and you could warm up your 
you know, meal prep and stuff like that. And I was like, Damn, I, was I didn't like, know you could do that. I was like, that's not a bad idea. But I didn't know you could put a microwave in a Prius. I guess you had to like, uh, maybe had to like have some kind of inverter or something maybe, but, uh, hmm. but I think it was able to power it. I'm pretty sure that's what he, unless it was separate, but I'm pretty sure it was in his Prius. Nice. That's uh, what's up. Yeah. I was like, it's not a bad idea. No, dude, that's sick. Um, I'd do that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, I mean, you got to learn all those little, little hacks along the way, trying to make it all work. Yeah. For you. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't bring too much like that's like needs to be a microwave. Like I'll bring like, you know, turkey, like deli meat, you know, uh, just, you know, I just do my best to eat high protein and low fat. You know, I just like try not to eat too much like processed food, like sure. saturated fats and stuff, you know, like I just don't want to. Um, you know, cause like, and it's also like, I'm a very high energy comic, you know? So if I'm like eating like crap, you know, I'm just like lethargic on stage, you know, it's like, I need to find a way to be active, uh, and you know, and eat well on the road. So yeah, there's, there's, you just have to figure out little things you can do along yeah. the way. Usually like every, every time I go on the road, I like, I think like, oh, I should have done this or, oh, I should, I need to have this, you know, blah, 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 you know, so like every time I'm kind of like perfecting it a little bit more. Right. So that's just kind of, it's just trial and error really. Yeah. Is there uh now like, do you, do you reward yourself like with a treat or anything? If like, yeah, you I know, usually like, get wasted. You know, wasted <laughs> that's, that's my, that's, that's my, uh, yeah. that's my advice every time is like, even if I'm yeah. eating clean, I'm still going to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. If, well, if the show, if like, depending on how the show goes, like if I, well, but if I'm like driving to the next city that night, then like I won't, but like if, especially if it's like, it's a good, you know, there's good shows. I'm hanging out with the crowd afterward. Right. I've got adrenaline, you know, like I'm gonna, you know, like I always tell myself I'm not going to, but it's just like, ah, yeah. I can't, you know, it's like, I, I got it. Yeah. So that's my, that's my advice, man. I'm like, I'm probably going to have several drinks. Yeah. yeah that's my treat. That's my reward to myself <laughs> for eating clean and exercising. Yeah. I'm going to get drunk a, a couple times a week. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine like, you know, I get, you get like, um, well, there's been like a movement like recently with a lot of people like kind of trying to be so more sober. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a lot you know. of my, uh, millennials and Gen Z are like drinking way less alcohol right. than previous generations. And, uh, you know, which is cool. But like, I feel like as you know, when you're in the entertainment, whether you're, you know, comedian or band or whatever, but like people, whatever night it is, they want to, you're there, they want to party with you, you yeah. know, and like, and so it's like, and that's how a lot of people want to party is, you know, drinking. So, oh, yeah. Sending, yeah. sending shots to the stage or whatever yeah. and stuff. And yeah, that's the tough, that's, that's, I mean, the tough thing is that like there are nights where I, you know, like, yeah, I have to go, I have to drive to the next city that night because it's really far, you know, so I can you know, like get started that night. And so, like, I'll just have, like, maybe a beer, you know, like, I'll have a beer and I'll bring it up on stage, just kind of, like, sip slowly, you know, not anything crazy. But then, like, if, you know, if I'm having, like, a really good set, like, a lot of times, because they see me drinking, people are like, oh, he, you know, whatever, he parties. So then, like, I've had people, I've had, like, in one show, I've had uh, two shots brought up to me and I'm like, dog, like, I gotta, like, yeah, I gotta drive tonight, too. Yeah. Like, I, right. got, I got somewhere to be, you know, but you, like, you can't. You like that, like brings the energy so like the vibe <laughs> down so much. It's like 
if they saw you drinking and then you deny their yeah. drink, you know, like people are like, especially like people will try to buy me a shot that's like, uh, like their town's thing or whatever, you know, like, uh, you know, like, oh, you, you, you drink this and you chase it with this or, you know, like, or what do you do this? You know, so like when I was in Chicago, uh, someone bought me a shot of Malort. Oh, yeah. And that was the worst. Uh, you know, it's like, it's just, that's fucking pure gasoline. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. like, fuck it. That is some 93 premium fucking bullshit. <laughs> okay. That is, I don't know how, why anyone wants to drink that. But, <laughs> It's it's only like drinking gasoline yeah. out of a black licorice straw. All That's right. basically what it tastes like. Uh, it's so awful, but it'll, uh, it'll do the job though. It sure will. Man. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll dude, like- I mean, it's, it's fucking it's fuel, man. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like I could you know drive <laughs> eighty miles an hour, on. Uh, and then uh, you know like someone will have like a, I can't remember where I was. Someone like gave me a shot with like pickle juice or like as some sort of shot with like pickle juice and like some other thing, you know, it was like, that was like their thing or whatever, you know? And it was, I was also awful. Um, but yeah, that's how like people want to like thank you or like tip you after the right. show is like buy you a shot and you're like, could you just buy a shirt? And yeah. stuff? <laughs> like <laughs> like that, that goes much further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you, uh, you will, you working on some new merch, right? Yeah, new, new actually, for- yeah, I just I just dropped new merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the hella cute stuff uh, sold out, uh, and I wanted to try something new. So yeah. uh, this uh, this girl Morgan Shea, she's an artist at uh, Trader Bob's, and she's uh, she's a really good artist. So I asked her to. I had just an idea, and I uh, and she she drew it up, and it was j- exactly what I was looking for. It was perfect, and. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm excited. I'm happy to see it. I should be here in like two weeks. I've already got like a lot of pre-orders, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously that goes uh, a long way, um, especially when you're out on the road. It's uh, the only way yeah, to make money right, on the road, right? Yeah, Put, putting money right in the gas tank. And, so. Yeah, I mean, with, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, you cannot as a as a middle act, you cannot survive on the road without merch. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, even as a headliner, you're barely unless you're you know, one of these huge names that's selling out, you know, you know, huge places and getting amazing door deals or something like that. You're without merch, like you're not doing much, you know, comedy does not pay well. So as a middle act, that's how I survive on the road is getting people to buy stickers and t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. So you have to have cool, like, you know, Craig Conant, yeah, uh, ma- mainly through you. I haven't got to really like. Oh, okay. uh, well, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's been like my big brother in comedy, yeah, basically. Nope. You know, he's done a lot to help me. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I always open for him whenever he's in town. And that was like his advice to me. He was like, get quality shirts and he goes and have a sick design that people want to wear. Like people will just like kind of put their name on a shirt or like some like something from like one of their jokes, you know, like on a shirt or whatever. And it's like. People will buy it, you know, maybe uh, just as like a way to try tip you or because they want to, you know, help you out or whatever. But if like you want people to actually wear your stuff out, you know, and help spread word of mouth, it's like you gotta have a sick design that people want to wear. It's like he was, he was the one that told me he was like, make your merch something that people would wear even if they don't know who you are. You know, something that just looks cool and they want to like wear out somewhere. You know, so anytime I'm making merch, I'm like, that's like my goal. It's like I want a cool design that anyone would wear, mm-hmm. even if they don't know who I am, you know, because that's how you 
you know, uh, that's how word of mouth spreads. Like someone goes, yo, that shirt's sick. And then you go, where'd you get that? And, you know, then, uh, oh, Max Price, you know, and then, you know, they look it up, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's, uh, so that's what I'm always, you know, anytime I do merch, you know, like I, I work really hard to, you know, make it something that people will like and people think is cool sure. and kind of also like speaks to my demographic <clears throat> and my fan base, you know, like something I know they would wear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, something I've been working on, like, luckily I've got a bunch of really talented artist friends like yourself too, you know, like I've been trying to, I let them do what they do and like create some, you know, design for it. But, uh, you know, like I just did a, that run of dubstock shirts that I put together and I was just like, and that's for me, it was like, it's more important. Like there was parts of the brand that I wanted to highlight, but also just more important to have something that looks nice that catches the eye. And, uh, you know, so, uh, I was really happy with how those turned out and I, but also having a premium quality shirt that people are going to, you know, comfortable that one people want to wear, not just like, you know, plain boxy, tees and stuff like that you know trying to offer something different you know so uh you know it's it's kind of fun when you get into that but it is like again it's like well you want to sometimes you want to splurge to get the higher quality but then you got to charge more and you don't want to charge it out of your price you know rain you know people only want to spend 20 bucks on a shirt or whatever it's like you know kind of thing so yeah yeah i usually do i mean like i think the best i feel like the uh the best middle ground for me has been charging 20 for t-shirts and 40 for sweatshirts because uh something about that just like something that's a crisp easy like clean sure. bill you know so people can just pull out a 20 and give it to you it's like yeah. once you go up that then people are like oh shit like can you break like if you have to like they have to like break change or or whatever yeah. like anything that like gives them a reason to like not you know it's like any extra step is just a reason for that like can be the difference between them buying it and not and so and like 20 is reasonable it's still a good you know i'm still um you know doubling uh my profit you know profit and uh um you know people don't feel like they're you know being way overcharged for it right. you know and um but like it's still like a good quality shirt you know so like i think that's like uh, the way I've found like, like I sell the most that way, you know, yeah. like it's, it's obviously it's better to sell 10 at 20 than five at 25, <laughs> you know, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to check my own math on that real quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's still right. That's still is okay. Maybe I should say it's better to sell 15 at 20 than yeah. five at 25. I don't you know. That would, no, that makes sense. 10 at 20 is what? 200 and five at 25 yeah. is 125. So yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're like, that would be really stupid if I like that made no sense at all. There, uh, sometimes it's all on just how you say it, like with confidence. Cause like I, uh, <clears throat> I saw, uh, one of my favorite songwriters, uh, Will Hogue, he had his CDs out there and he goes, uh, and, um, he goes, yeah, I'm, uh, CDs are uh, one for 10 or two for 20. And, uh, you know, it's just like, and people are like, Whoa, man, I'm getting a deal. You know, right. kind of yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, shit. Uh, right. So anyway, it's just like somehow if you can just market it, you know, that way, whatever, some kind of. I smile. I'm like, man, what a deal, you know? I'm like, uh, but just stuff like that, like just say what confidence people are like, okay, you know, go along with it. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. So we, uh, so come on out to a show, uh, see max live. We got the big weekend, uh, August 31st, uh, through September 3rd with the big special taping on Saturday night, uh, with Will Hogue or not Will, sorry, not, 
Will O'Donnell. Uh, yeah. yeah. Will O'Donnell, Will O'Donnell hosting. Will, Will Hogue was the other story. Uh, and uh, what was Aaron? Uh, Aaron Putnam, Putnam from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, 7 and 9.30 on Saturday. And uh, both Saturday shows are going to be the special taping. So if you uh, if you come to one of those, you get there early. Uh, you get to the front, front, row, front couple of rows. You might see yourself on television. So, yeah. Yeah, see yourself on Tubi. So, you know, come out and make history. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very excited, man. It's going to be cool. Have you thought about, like, um, details as far as, like, your uh, – like walk up music or anything like that. You know, I'm not gonna do any walk up music. Yeah. You know, it's like well, so basically what I'm gonna do is that uh it's the special is just going to start with me on stage. Yeah. And I found that's like in this era of of uh media, it's like you have to just get to the fucking point. You yeah. know, like it's I'm not like Louis C. K. or you know, like uh I'm still at a point where it's like, I need to make an impression immediately. You know, it's like other comics, you know, like may have like an intro or whatever, but that's like, you know, done away with now too. It's like comics will just start their special with them on stage telling a joke. Or sometimes it starts with like the laugh from the last joke. And then they're like, they're already going into the next joke. You're like, fuck, I missed a joke. Like what the hell, you know? So uh, anything like that, like I'll probably get like some, uh, stuff like taped or whatever of like, you know, um, people outside or like, like in line or like me, yeah. you know, what, like any, like kind of the, like behind the scenes stuff where I'm like kind of, uh, sitting, uh, behind the curtain or whatever, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, that'll be just be like for the credits afterward, you know, just kind of have like credits rolling over that. Like maybe I'll do something like that, but I mean, it's just going to start, on because like people's you know people don't have that kind of attention span mm-hmm. and most people just fast forward that i've like i found that most people just say they fast forward that intro stuff anyway you know yeah. so it's like why um why even do that you know have you been watching a lot of them like trying to like i kind of want to do something like that or not this or? i haven't no i just like i just watch a lot of comedy yeah. you know still you know i'm still just a big fan of comedy and like and you know I've, there's several uh comedians that i'm fans of that you know put out a special like every year or two you know so like i'm always saying like and you just kind of watch how it evolves you know especially with the um like youtube specials i mean there's really no uh long dramatic entrance you know Mm -hmm. it's just like so so presents you know so and so the the title and then it fades away and they're already on stage telling the jokes you know it's just which I, which is, you know, what you need, like, you got to make an impression right away, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to do that. So I'm not too, I'm not too worried about that. The only thing I worry about is I still don't know what I'm going to call it. You know, I've had a couple ideas, but I've like searched it and it's already yeah. the name of someone else's special. So I'm like, shit. So I'm, uh, still trying to figure that out. I'm not really that worried about what I'm going to call it, but I just still haven't decided. I haven't even given it that much thought, but um, I'm just, honestly, I'm just, uh, worried about putting out, you know, uh, a good solid special, you know, just like making sure my material is polished and clean and, you know, uh, I mean, not clean inside, you know, I'm not a clean comic, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, 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 everything is smooth and, uh, ready to go. You know, I just want to put out a perfect, uh, hour that's like just front to back, something I'm proud of, you know? 
So that's all I'm really worried about right now. And that's what I'm gear- working toward. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, there's been, I, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or, or what, but like, it seemed like there was a, a run here this in the spring, like where there was a lot of people dropping specials on Like it was like every <clears throat> week or whatever. I was watching some, a new special and like, I watched like, uh, uh, Ryan Sickler and big J Okerson and yeah. Kyle Kinane and a lot of, like all of them, like, you know, within a week or two of each other and stuff, all these like, and, um, I feel like I said, I think a lot of it probably had to do with the guys weren't putting out stuff that they couldn't really tour and support. So I feel like this is a big year for them to get out and make up for, you know, past years and stuff. So, yeah, I think they're just happening more quickly right. with how many comments are, uh, just able to just put their own stuff on YouTube. They're not like waiting, you know, like, cause when they, they have it done, they're not like optioning it to like all these other yeah. you know places waiting for someone to buy it or pick it up. You know, they can just put it right out themselves. You know, sometimes like that's where that gap is, you know, like that's why Joe list has put out so many in a right. short time is because he just puts it on himself. He's not like, you know, waiting to hear back from Netflix or from HBO or from Amazon, whatever, you know, it's just like, he doesn't have to worry about that. He can just Mm -hmm. just put it out as soon as it's ready, you know, as soon as it's done. Or guys are putting out like a whole special of just crowd work, you know, because they, because they can. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mateo Lane has put out two specials in like a few months, in three months, because he did one that was material and one that was all crowd work. Yeah. And it's like, and literally just within three months of each other, put out two different specials on YouTube because he doesn't have to. He can yeah. just put out whenever he wants, you know, especially yes. he, and he has the fan base like he can, you know, like Stavi just did a crowd work one, too. That was pretty good. Did, uh, yeah. yeah, like half an hour, uh, like the best of kind of stuff. Like, oh, nice. Um, yeah. He uh, I think there was I think it was actually one of the clips for him from his uh, Blueberry Hill show in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So. I'll have to check that out. I think Todd Berry still has the best crowd work special of all time. Yeah. Todd Berry is, is so good. Uh, he's a master at it. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, those are some of the best, best comebacks I have, like, I've ever heard in comedy. Andrew Schultz ha- also has a really great crowd work special, too. Yeah. He did, he killed his. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's few that are, I mean, their crowd work's incredible, yeah. but. Do you, uh, you plan to, to do anything? Are you going to stick stick no, to the material? No, no, I'm just sticking to my material. Yeah. No, I really don't do. I do very little crowd work, and the only time I actually do crowd work is if it's like necessary. Like, if there's like someone being disruptive, or if there's just like something that really stands out about right. the show. I mean, if there's like something like something distracting about the room, or uh, there's yeah. like you know something distracting about like an audience member or anything whatever or if someone's doing something really wild or goofy you know someone like has their feet on the stage stuff like that i'll like i'll do i'll roast them or i'll do some sort of crowd work or do a joke about that to sort of like you know just call out the elephant in the room but uh and people ask me all the time they're like why don't you do crowd work it's like well i am a long format storyteller Mm -hmm. like uh in my special the last 35 minutes of my special is five jokes so it's like I tell I, you know, my jokes are anywhere from four to ten minutes long, you know, uh, so it's like an average of seven minutes for most of them. I start out with a few short jokes just to sort of like, you know, boom, 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 get the crowd, you know, like to trust me, you know, like that I'm funny, you know, so that I'll, they'll go with me on these journeys. But um, for the most part, I tell very long stories and like they 
require momentum build, you know? And if I do crowd work up top or even before any of that, I've found that it sort of uh, uh, encourages the audience to talk or yell shit out or whatever and try right. to become part of the show. And if when they do that or like they'll like or they'll uh, they'll like comment on something I said in mm -hmm. the story, you know, and then it just totally ruins the momentum. And that like, you know, they could, you know, I've had people fuck up a seven minute joke, like three minutes in, you know, and that's just like it's just detrimental to my act, you know. Yeah. So I try to refrain from talking to anyone unless it really seems necessary just because I don't want people to feel like uh, they uh, they're allowed that opportunity, you know, because it just like it messes yeah. it messes up my stuff too much. It's like I have um, these long winded bits that like need to be uninterrupted from start to finish or else it can ruin the entire joke, you know, and um, I've had that happen multiple times when I did crowd work and then, you know, I'm like, you know, in the buildup of a story and someone shouts something out and then that completely ruins the momentum mm -hmm. for the punchline that I was just about to give. And then all, you know, because I'll have like a bunch of tags after that. And I mean, um, I, yeah, I had a joke where like three minutes in, someone yells something out and like the next two minutes just bombed, you know, and it like took until the last two minutes of the story to even get them back. But that even still, it's like... Right. They, it still wasn't as like the, that last two minutes still wasn't as good as it would have been if I could have crushed those other two minutes. You know, it's just like once momentum is destroyed, it's so hard to get people back into it, like in, in that same story. It's like usually you can win them back with the next one, mm -hmm. but that one's just gone. You know? <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I saw Theo Vaughn at the pageant and, uh, you know, and he's, a great storyteller and he's a great comic um but his his is very much like that like he'd tell a story and then he'd be like okay what do i want to tell you next and then like in that moment whenever he like was thinking like people would start yelling shit out and you know whatever jokes from the podcast or different things they yeah, from just the, like yell at his catchphrase yeah stuff, stuff like you know the and then it's like and then it but it totally takes away for like you I mean, me as a fan, I'm sitting there, you know, in the back watching and it's like, and it like takes you completely out of the show. And then he's like, it has to build, mm -hmm. start all, basically start over. So it was like very much like a build and start, you know, and then start over every time. Yeah. And I saw him again recently and I, I noticed that now he has his opener uh, before he goes on, like do a, like be like, Hey, yeah. we know you're here from the podcast. Right. Uh, like. Do not yell out catchphrases <laughs> or whatever. Just sit back and enjoy the show. Because people don't realize that, like, you know, someone like Theo Vaughn, it's like even when he's like, you know, he's not actually trying to decide what he's going to tell next. You know, like when he does that, like, what am I going to talk about next? He's like, it's like, uh, you know, so it kind of makes it feel more off the cuff. Right. And um, it's also just like building a, like, he's almost like, so, you know, it's like a, uh, he wants to start a story or even his next line at a jogging pace already. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what am I going to talk about next? Oh, yeah. My cousin got bit by a gay guy. You know, like, you know, like he uh, he's like he's using that as part of the setup. Right. You know, so like people will be like, oh, the, you know, like, well, there's this, this is a little intermission. So I'm going to yell shit out. You yeah. know, it's like, no, 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 you're ruining the joke. Like, that's actually the start of the joke, yep. you know? <laughs>
Yeah, I, uh, so. I think uh, the one of the best ways I've seen it handled was uh, I saw Brian Regan and, you know, same kind of thing. He's been doing it forever, people yelling out, uh, you know, different jokes to him and stuff. And, and uh, he basically told them all to, you know, that he – he knows what they want to hear. Like he'll he'll get to. He does like an encore type of thing, like where he does some of his greatest hits. But he's like basically called him out, and said, "Hey, like don't yell and shit. I'll get to it." Like yeah. you know, like but but it was like it was well done, and like and then of course, like I said, he did a couple of the the bit, you know, the great greatest hits and stuff to end out the night what people wanted to hear. But even that, like I don't know, it's like I don't understand why people. Have, it's just like a seems it's a, a change in the generation, I guess. Or I don't know. It's, I don't know what exactly. It is, but in live performance, people, there's a lot of people that feel like they have to make make the show about them. Like for some reason. Well, I think that's been going on since. I mean, yeah. For, yeah I mean, right. that's just alcohol, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. Just, that, that as too. liquid yeah, courage, do sure. people? You know, like it's it's all it's very rare that a sober person yeah. does that. It's usually someone that's drunk and. They, you know, that's just how people are when they're drinking. You know, they want to talk. They want to be part of, you know, what's going on, you know, and get attention or whatever. And so they even even in music, though, like even going to concerts, everybody's like on their phone. Like nobody wants to be. It's like not. I don't know. It's just like it's taking in the art is not the same you know anymore no like, people's not, attention spans right. are shot right no yeah for sure no it's completely different yeah. i mean just like uh people are more worried about recording uh the concert to put on instagram than right. they are actually enjoying the moment you know uh and that's what i like i try to like sometimes i get like uh angry with myself because like i forget to take pictures, you know, like if I go out with friends and stuff, I forget to get pictures together and I forget to, uh, you know, like record something, whatever, blah, 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 and have it for later or like post or something. But in the same time, like I, it actually, I'm like kind of glad that I'm, you know, the exact opposite of that, like that I am like, I'm not thinking about my phone. I'm just like in the moment enjoying it, you know, like I will very, very rarely pull out if it's like especially if it's a show where i'm like going to see someone that i've one of my favorite bands i've been dying to see for a long time like at the very most if i even think about it i'll like i'll get like a 10 second thing like for my story but i mean like people will sit there and record like the entire show it's like you're not gonna go back and listen to it and even if you do it sounds horrible it's like what are you doing like there's no point it's like just yeah so I'll get like five seconds and then I'm done, you know, but like, um, I saw Rob zombie once, uh, and he, he like, uh, said something. He's like telling people to put their phones down. He's that like, that is so fun. I was literally uh, telling this story to my oh, boss yeah. today. Was it, uh, was that at Wright Fest in Chicago? No, this was in St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. He, but, he probably just does yeah, that all yeah, the time. But he was like, but he was saying like, there's plenty of shitty videos on YouTube of this, of this show. And I was like, I don't know. And telling people like, uh, saying somebody knew what it sounds like when people are clapping with one hand because they're holding up their phone and stuff. And yeah, no, seriously, when I, 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 that's so funny. I literally was just talking about this to my boss today. Yeah. Is that like, I even said, I was like, I was, uh, I've never uh, like really like a huge Rob Zombie no, fan or anything yeah. until I saw him live. Right. And I was like, man, he is, he puts on a great show. Born yeah. to be an entertainer, man. And it was the reunion of White Zombie. Oh, nice. And so whenever they got to Thunder to Kiss 65, uh, everyone had their phone out and he stopped he stopped he goes no 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 no." he goes all right he goes 
I'm going to start the song over, <laughs> but I'm not going to start it until I don't see a single fucking phone in the audience. Put your phones away yeah. now. He goes, people, he goes, when this song originally came out, cell phones weren't a fucking thing. Yeah. So like people were in the moment enjoying the show. And he's like, he's like, you all know what the song is like, well, you're not going to go back and watch this. He goes, put your phones <laughs> away, be in the moment. Like, I want to see your faces. I don't want to see the, the, the flash on your phone. Right. All right. Put them away enjoy it and he did that and like people in like clearly were enjoying the show so much more because of that people were and people were dancing they had both their hands ready and they're just like yeah. enjoying the music and it was it was great and i like i was really glad that he he did that because like it like changed the energy of the whole show you yeah. know like and um yeah yeah it was great man yeah, he's, yeah he's, I, i'm glad he did that like people have to do that and that's the thing about like uh comedy is it's like it's such a fragile environment and you need 100 of people's attention you know it's like you know music you definitely need like attention but like also you know you can you know be you can go up and grab a drink at the bar or you can like even sometimes be like uh doing something or talking to someone or like figuring something out and be like you, know, you can enjoy the music it's like comedy you have to it has to be totally silent needs to be a dark room people need to be sitting down and they need mm -hmm. to you have to have a hundred percent of their attention because if you miss sometimes a single word or like a sentence you like you won't right. get the joke you know so it's like you there's so many things that you have to um factor in and put into place whenever you're doing a comedy show sure it's it's crazy and like and people's attention spans are so bad nowadays like you gotta like you gotta really reel them in quick and you gotta do it takes a lot of work to keep people's attention you know like i um all the time i i, I see that like um how like i like i feel like i like constantly have to work harder and harder to keep people like focused on the joke especially doing long format stuff you know mm -hmm. um you know it's a lot it takes a lot for people to trust you enough to give you uh, to go on certain journeys with you, you know, and like take you through a whole story, you know, so you got to like really find ways to keep people, you know, you have to be entertaining throughout the entire time. You can't just like have, you know, even if you have an, a killer punchline or um, some great tags, it's like even the, the buildup still has, even if it's not really funny, you still have to be interesting. Like that's something Ali Sadiq, who's like one of the greatest storytellers ever uh, said that he's goes, uh, uh, with storytelling, you don't a hundred percent of it doesn't have to be funny, but a hundred percent of it has to be interesting. Because like you know, they're not gonna ever gonna hear the funny part if they're not interested in the buildup. You know the story, you know whatever. So uh, that's just kind yeah. of what I'm always like when I'm writing. Like I try to keep the filler to a bare minimum. And even when I'm building the story, I try to keep it funny or at least, you know, very entertaining, like uh, interesting to where that will keep people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard him on uh, the honeydew with uh, Ryan Sickler and he's got a pretty wild life story, man, turn it and opened up about a lot of it on there and uh, tons of tons of great stories, like you say. And so uh, it was interesting to hear him for sure. Yeah. Domino effect is such an incredible uh, well, I mean, there's it's two parts, but I mean, it is just it's so raw and um, just, yeah, just shines 
a light on how brilliant his storytelling is. It's just, and he, that's the thing is he keeps you interested even when he's not, cause he'll go, you know, sometimes a couple minutes in between laughs, but you're still, you know, intrigued and engaged and interested for those two minutes between laughs, you know, right. it's amazing. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see what's next for you. I mean, I'm hoping this special open many doors for you and appreciate it, man. get yeah, you out, get so you out there, uh, torn and, uh, more full time and getting to, getting to chase the dream, man. Yeah. Come out people. August 31st to September 3rd, St. Charles funny bone. If you can't make it out, uh, watch it on Tubi later <laughs> yeah. and just put it on repeat. So I get 30 cents. Every <laughs> t- I get 30 cents a stream. So, uh, yeah. on Tubi. So if you, uh, if you don't come to the show, just, uh, if you really want to support a local guy, just, Whenever it comes out, just <laughs> just put your TV on mute and just put the show to put my set on repeat and keep giving me thirty cents. Yeah. Your, your dogs, your dogs are gonna love it. You just leave, leave it on TV on for the dog. Who yeah, just work. put put barking put barking <laughs> ASMR over it and uh, you know let them go crazy. All right. Uh, yeah, so and you can find uh, more Max Price on Instagram and TikTok at uh, Max Price Comedy. Six six six. Yes, sir. And uh, you're you're doing uh, a great job of putting clips up pretty regularly, and uh, so people can see some of the some of the action. Uh, what you've been. Uh, it seems like that's all. Like, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of those guys like have found like that's the key to getting. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they got to constantly hit them with fresh clips all the time. And that's stuff. honestly my favorite. Like the thing I'm most excited for about this is like not even like putting it on Tubi yeah. is just like having <laughs> having a ton of really high quality clips to yeah. put out. You know, and because of, and so much of the material that I'm doing is not on the internet. You know, like I uh, I probably have like two maybe three clips on my page of stuff that's actually going to be in the special, and everything else is like stuff that I'm I don't tell anymore. You know. Uh, so I'm really excited to have like really high quality clips of like all my new stuff and, um, that I can just pump out and hopefully make some shit go viral. Yeah. We're already getting, I mean, some of the stuff, uh, you're getting a lot of attention on it, which is how you got Tubi's attention, Yeah, you know? So it's cool to see that already, uh, building an, a nice following, uh, online and hopefully we can just continue to slowly, put, but surely, yeah, yeah. put a little more gas on that fire. And, yeah, definitely. So, hopefully, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm really, uh, I'm very happy for you. Excited. And, um, I see we do this again soon, but oh, yeah. hopefully we're not another five years, uh, for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not, yeah. Let's not wait half a decade <laughs> next yeah, time. Right. Yeah. Definitely, man. Uh, well, thanks but, Max. And, you, uh, I'll see you soon, buddy. All right. Bye everyone.